So, as we said earlier, we're closing the series uh, about uh, the unexpected Christmas. That's what it's been all about. So, uh, let's listen to Lynn uh, read the passage that we're going to be looking at today. This is in Matthew chapter 2. She's going to be ver reading verses 13 to 15 and then 19 to 23. Please follow in your Bibles if you've got them, or the words will appear uh, on the screen as she reads. So this is referring to the wise men. Uh, now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. Amen. So an unexpected Christmas. I don't know if you've noticed, but... In each of the sermons that we've had in the series so far, there's been a thread running through, a similarity. And that similarity is that there has been an unexpected message from God. It's either come in the form of a dream to somebody, or they've been visited by an angel. So we started with Anna, right at the beginning of the series, about an unexpected announcement. And this angel appeared to Zechariah and to Mary and foretold the birth of the baby Jesus. Then Sam uh, preached, didn't he, about an unexpected journey where an angel appears to Joseph and tells him to take Mary as his wife. And then Sai at the family nativity services, he talked about the unexpected king and about how the angel appeared to the shepherds in the fields. And then Duncan, last Sunday evening, he talked about unexpected visitors, about the shepherds sent by the angels. Are you going around the room? Yeah, okay. <laughs> see, that was unexpected. <laughs> you see, the angels came and talked to the shepherds and told them where to go and what was happening. So then on Christmas Day, those of us that were here, we had Sai telling us all about the unexpected wise men. He, they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. And then, as we've heard read by Lynn, an angel of the Lord appears to Joseph 
when these wise men have departed. So today we're going to close the series, and it's called The Unexpected Path, and it's about fleeing Joseph and Mary, fleeing to Egypt on an unexpected journey to the ultimate unexpected path that Jesus took. So let's explore this unexpected path through the eyes of Mary and Joseph. Mary, how was it for you? For me, it was all totally unexpected. A flight by night under the cover of darkness. No time to say goodbye to our lovely friends in Bethlehem. Just time to saddle up that little donkey, little donkey, and head out in the night in a hurry. To Egypt, too. That was a long, long way. As we rode, I thought about all the amazing things that had happened to us as a family. Since Jesus' birth, we had settled in nicely in Bethlehem. We had a little house. Joseph was building up his business as a carpenter. He was a very good carpenter. Then there was that knock on the door, and in walked some magnificent men. They were foreign. Ah, they were powerful in their own country, very rich. They said to me, where is the one born king of the Jews? Well, I looked at Joseph, and I knew it wasn't him. And then they all bowed down, and they were in awe of Jesus. They fell down and worshipped him. I wasn't expecting that. They bought him presents too. And with the gold that they brought, some of it we used to go on our journey to Egypt. It took a long, long time to reach Egypt. And we settled there for a little while. We never returned to Bethlehem. But I did hear of the terrible, evil things that that wicked Herod did to those little boys under the age of two. All the little boys in Bethlehem and in the districts around. They would have been the same age as my Jesus. I was so sad about it all. I never expected that. Joseph didn't expect it either. There were so many unexpected things happening around us. Joseph and me, we talked about it a lot. It is still pantomime season. Aye, we did. See, you didn't know Joseph came from... The, the Nazarenes talked like Yorkshiremen, did you? <laughs> well, we talked a lot about that amazing things that happened to us. Aye, and the paths that we took that were never expected. Finding out Mary was having a baby, well, that was a bit of an unexpected surprise, I can tell you. But... That was note compared to being visited by an angel. And if you think I'm big, remember what Anna told you right at the beginning. This one was ginormous, a big warrior with massive wings. <sighs> right, you know what? Then there was the journey to Bethlehem, trying to find somewhere to stay when Jesus was being born in a stable. Oh, it was a little bit stressful to say the least. Then there's all those unexpected visitors bringing presents and singing praises to our little boy. 
Everyone seems to think he's the Messiah. So, what another unexpected surprise when I got yet another visit from an angel. It wasn't quite as scary this time, though, because I'd seen one before. But he tells me, take the family and flee to Egypt. Aye, because apparently Herod is searching for us and he wants to kill the baby Jesus. Well, let me tell you, I did, as I was told. Aye. Let me show you on this map what travelling those unexpected paths involved. When I show the, the map. Thank you. Well, you can see at the top there are the, where the black lines go. That's, that's Nazareth. That's where we were when we found out that baby Jesus was going, coming. And uh, we had to go for the census to Jerusalem. So we came all that way down through Samaria and uh, to Bethlehem. And that's where we found uh, a stable for the night. Now, when Jesus is 40 days old, we have to go present him at the temple because we're good Jews. So that's the number two. We go back up to Jerusalem and we do the business there. And then we come back to Bethlehem because by this time, uh, we found a nice little house to live in. We're no longer in the stable. Si told us that. And uh, on, on Christmas Day, we didn't stay in the stable that long. We found this lovely house, probably with some relatives, and uh, we were living there. And that's where the wise men came. They knocked on the door and they brought all these presents for us. And then Angel came and said we had to go down right to the bottom of this map into Egypt. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I had to go to the synagogue every week with my parents. Some of the teaching by them boring old men at the front must have gone in because I started remembering what the prophets had said. You know, there was that one, Hosea. In his book, he says, out of Egypt, I called my son. Well, things are starting to click now. That's why we're going down to Egypt. So, then Herod dies a little bit later, uh, and what God had said became true. And it's always the same, isn't it, when he speaks to you? I had a dream, and then another angel, and another path. And the angel said it was safe to return to, to Israel because Herod was dead. So we set off back towards Jerusalem. But then I heard that Herod had died, and when Herod died, his kingdom was split up amongst his sons. And Archelaus, is that how you say it? Not really. No, no. Well, whatever his name was, he was reigning in Judea, uh, and he wasn't very nice, and he was a bit violent, like his dad. So we decided to bypass Jerusalem and carry on all the way back to Nazareth, where we started off right at the very beginning. And it was a good place to go there because it was a nice king that was ruling that area. And uh, I had my carpentry business settled there, so there was plenty of work for us. Now, bringing up Jesus was always surprising. He was different to the other boys. Don't get me wrong, he was a good child, apart from bath times. 
you've got it. Mary was always surprised at that. He was always doing the unexpected. So in that passage that we read, uh, there are so many unexpected journeys and paths, twisty ways uh, of God's choosing. They are surprising in the twists and turns, and none of the characters that we read about in those passages were expecting these particular paths. It came as a surprise to every single one of them, uh, to Joseph and Mary and to the wise men and also to Herod. But you know, not one of them was a surprise to God. And as we started to put this study together when we knew we were asked to come uh, and, and, and talk this morning, we went off on a path that seemed really great. You know, um, we read God's word and we thought, and then one morning, uh, just as I was waking, uh, God spoke to me and he said, no, not that. Don't tell them that. Tell them this. So I think there's a really powerful message for us all here today. Let's just consider the paths that these people did choose. Firstly, Mary and Joseph. Throughout all of their journeys, they were open and obedient. They were faithful. They followed the direction of God. There wasn't one moment when they didn't. We didn't, you know, we, we don't read about that at all. And Mary's response that we read, didn't we, uh, is recorded as being, after the angel had visited her, I am the servant of the Lord, and may it be to me according to your word. So in obedience, Joseph believed too and trusted in all the messages of the angels. Both he and Mary had great faith. And, you know, these paths that they trod, that Chris showed us, they were not of their choosing. They weren't expecting those paths at all. But they did follow the path that God had decreed, and they walked humbly through life with their God. We don't hear very much about Joseph and Mary uh, following the Christmas story, um, but we know that from John's Gospel, Mary witnesses Jesus' death on the cross. And that would have been the ultimate, seemingly unexpected path for her beautiful son, as she viewed it on that day. And no satisfaction here for Mary, just a lot of grief. Uh, she was a faithful and obedient servant. So let's look at the wise men. They had selected their path, hadn't they? They were going to go back and reveal to Herod the whereabouts of Jesus, the newborn king of the Jews. So he might go to, so that Herod might go to and, and worship him. Yeah, right, yeah. But listening to God speak to them in a dream, they were obedient to his instructions and they changed the direction of their journey. They weren't expecting that path, were they? You see, it's easy to be persuaded that the wrong path is a good one, isn't it? You know, sin often seems like a fun idea. Uh, that's why we like it, isn't it? But in Job it says that we are destined for trouble as sure as sparks fly in an upward direction. We've all taken wrong paths in our lives and got ourselves in trouble, haven't we? Sometime 
We'd be, we might even have been the cause of the trouble. I know I was. So at the start of a new year, it might be time for some of us to recognise the need to get back and get right on, that, on the, that right path. It might be a time to pray, to say sorry, to ask God for, for, for forgiveness and for a new path. A chance for us to get right with him. Or to get right with a family member or a friend that you've fallen out with over the last year. Let's consider Herod. In Yorkshire, they have a saying. They say, uh, he was a right wicked piece of work, that one. He certainly planned and plotted, didn't he, to end the life of that upstart king of the Jews. He was out to get him. Now, Herod is a, a, a bit of a mishmash. He was amazing in his time for building and for promoting the Israeli people. Um, uh, but he was also completely neurotic about power. He, grow, he, 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 he um, built a great temple to himself. He even murdered one of his wives, though, and several of his sons to stop them from taking over. Um, in his action in killing uh, the, the, the innocents, the little boys in Bethlehem, really show his heart, the evil that operated in this man. Now, if we're looking out and saying, well, perhaps there might be people here that need to do some business with God about a new path, we're not in any way suggesting that there might be a Herod somewhere in the audience that's plotting some really evil deed um, uh, uh, or formulating an evil path for the year ahead. But we just want to stop and consider a little bit here about how the fallout of evil affects the innocent. In this fallen world in which we live, people do often ask the question, don't they? Where is God in my suffering? Why does God, a good God, allow these bad things to happen? So whether we are walking on a steady path or a rocky path, or we're feeling the effects of sadness or even evil in our lives, we can be sure of this. God is never surprised. Nothing, not ever, in times past, in times present, or in future times, will anything ever surprise our God. See, he knew, didn't he, that Mary would be the means through which his plan of salvation would happen. He knew how Joseph would respond and step up to the mark of being a great husband and a great father. He knew that the wise men would be excited by seeing that star over Bethlehem foretelling the predicted king. Uh, and in their setting off, just at the right time, with gold for this family in preparation for their house move to Egypt. He knew Herod's heart, how evil it was, and he knew what he would do in Bethlehem. You see, in the same way God knows today of the way his children suffer unjustly uh, by and through the actions of others around the world, and the effects of this world that it has uh, and how it's slowly winding down. See, this is the very reason why he came and walked the ultimate path. And the ultimate journey was to the cross. Through his sacrifice, we, his children, have an open heaven and the promise of a day when all is innocent will see justice. 
So we're here, aren't we, at the start, at the beginning of uh, a new year. And it's a bit like, you know, when you were at school and you got a fresh exercise book. I don't know if children still get those things or you're all iPads or you say, I'm really showing my age now. But a fresh exercise book with a, a, a clean, clean page. Um, and uh, that, that's the picture that we got when we were thinking about talking this morning. And we got three words. And the three words were expect, embrace, and engage. Expect, embrace, and engage. Expect the unexpected. Expect it. And here, I just want to be a little bit personal. Uh, it's two and a half years now, and which is just unbelievably surprising, isn't it? Two and a half years since I had uh, cancer. And uh, the totally unexpected happened to me. There was no way I was expecting that. Why would I, you know? Those things always happen to other people. Uh, but the unexpected uh, that came um, uh, affected both Chris and I because uh, we're one. And so in our battle with cancer, uh, with operations, with pain, with chemotherapy, God's walked with us and has never left us. And I can testify to that on this unexpected journey that I took, I was never alone. Um, and our path was miraculously peaceful, even in all the suffering. Personally, my faith was not of me, but given by God. And that's because faith is a gift. It's a gift, the Bible tells us. It's from God, and it's for the times that the unexpected takes us by surprise, because it does, and it rocks our world. For me, on this unexpected journey, I've learned that perfect love does not indeed cast, uh, indeed does cast out fear. I have learned that the more we have come to know Jesus through reading the Bible and seeking him there, through praying and listening to his voice, and through being guided and loved, by other Christians, by you folks, uh, on our journey, then our faith has increased. From out of that beautiful storehouse of faith, we find strength of the unexpected paths. So in this year ahead, let's embrace the unexpected. Embrace the unexpected. Let's not be afraid. Let us not fear. If we believe that Jesus is God and that God raised Jesus from the dead, then we know our names are written in the book of life and nothing can separate us from him, ever. And finally, the third word, engage in the unexpected. Engage in the unexpected. You know, let's really be open to the new past that God will undoubtedly reveal in 2019. Let's be open to new stuff and challenging stuff, change, new ways, the good stuff. And also, we need to be ready for the difficulties, don't we? And we've all got them. The trials and the refining paths that God uses uh, to grow us and to change us in the hard stuff of life, the knocks of life, the unsurprising things.
We know that life is a perpetual change. Nothing stays still. Nothing is the same forever. But as God's children, we know that we can rest in knowing this, that God knows all the plans and the paths that he has for us. They will, if we walk with him, ultimately prosper us and provide the promised peace upon all the unexpected paths that we would travel in the year ahead. It's a good job we don't know what we have planned for us, do we, in the year ahead? So um, that's our prayer, really, for us. And as I invite the band back to uh, come and play for us, I just uh, want you to know uh, that God loves you. He has you in his palm Uh, nothing that happens is ever a surprise to him. So, uh, Father God, I just pray that you would uh, bring that message home to us clearly, that all the paths that we walk as your children are never on our own. You are always with us, Lord God. No matter what comes in the year ahead, let us uh, embrace and engage with you, and let us be expectant always uh, that you will be Uh, sovereign and ruler in our lives, in Jesus' name. Uh, May all be well with your souls. Amen. You have been listening to a sermon from Christchurch Hailsham. For more information or to contact us, visit christchurchhailsham.org.